0: But this isn't part of my message anyway. This is me rambling at the start. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. God's word speaking today, life, and the anointing doesn't change to who he's speaking to. There's a word for every single person in this country in this message. It's just who turns up to hear it and receive it. Amen? Amen. So what I want to do today, I want to talk about trust today. And I called my message Trust or Bust. And the reason why is I love rhyming. There's something about rhyming, man, that I really enjoy. So trust or bust. And, you know, when I was putting this message together, I started thinking about even just getting up here and speaking as me trusting God. You know, I couldn't even, I couldn't speak in front of people. I couldn't public speak before I become a Christian. I would get all nervous. Um, I would fall all over my words, you know. I'd I'd muck them all up. Uh, I couldn't look up at people. I was always looking down. you know, and I didn't really have any opportunities to speak in front of people because I didn't really have a lot to say. You know, if I'm honest, before I knew God, I didn't really have much to say. I mean, the only time I did public speaking usually was in court. You know, that's the only only practice I got. And all I had to say was not guilty, Your Honour. <laughs> whether, whether I was or not, whether I was or not goody. Yeah. So let's, you know. So this is the thing about it. So even for for me, if I didn't trust in God, I would not have got the opportunity, or been able to step into the the gift that God had given me for preaching. If I if I hadn't if I hadn't trusted in Him, if I hadn't actually put my because I tell you right now, I didn't trust in myself. I didn't trust myself to get up and speak because I was a babbling mess. You know, I'd get nervous. I couldn't even hold a sentence. It was it was crazy. So I want to talk about trust today. And I want to start off with the definition of trust. And it's an assured reliance. Assured is like 100% without a doubt. Assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. Something that we can depend upon. Something that we just know that we know. I'll give you an example. If my daughter asks me for $20, she says, Dad, can I borrow $20? And I say, yes. It doesn't even have to be in her bank account before she'll start spending it in her mind. Because she trusts me. She trusts that my word that I say, I'm going to put that 20 in, that that 20 is there. And I can trust that if I say yes to her for 20, she'll ask me if I've got 40. Okay? That's how it works. But you've got to have something that you can lean on, something you can depend on, because there is so much fakeness and falseness in this world. There's so much going on at the moment. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, not on your own intelligence, your own wisdom, on yourself. Lean on God's wisdom. So what that's basically saying is God's saying, Trust me more than you even trust yourself. God's saying, You can trust me more than you can trust yourself. You know, let's have a look at what people trust in. You know, if we look at today, if I look around the world, and I'm not talking about the church, but it can be in the church, if I look at what people put their trust in and where they get security from, it's very materialistic. It's very, you know, like, I have to have everything worked out. So, for example, you know, a lot of people I know, they, they put a lot of emphasis and they get a lot of security from their jobs. You know, one, it provides money and, they, you know, their bank account, and that's where they can put their, their trust in. You know, another thing is that their career and all of a sudden their bit of status, you know, and they feel like that's that's who I am, you know. But you've got to remember, we live in a very unstable world. Things can change in a moment, man. Those things can be, you can lose that like in a minute. I mean, I was thinking about it. Do you remember cassette tapes? Remember the old cassette tapes, eh? Yeah? Well, you think about it. There was someone whose job was to make cassette tapes. It was someone's business to make cassette tapes. There's my old mixtape. Think about it, though. It's gone. Cassettes are gone. More recently, plastic bags. Hey, plastic bag bag manufacturers now. Do you know something that really amazes me about plastic bags? Don't get me wrong. I think it's great that we're cutting down plastic bags and single bag usage and that. But let's be clear about it. We go and grab a a, a thing of milk that's in plastic. I go pick up a a loaf of bread that's in plastic. I go get my meat wrapped in plastic. I even go and get fruit and put it in a plastic bag and wrap it up. But then when I get to the checkout, I can't use plastic. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, Don't get me wrong, it's good, but this is what I'm talking about. It's false. You know, there's not a lot of substance to it. It's all just pleasing and, you know, appearances and, you know, look, we're doing something great. You know, but at the end of the day, the the world's wisdom is far away from God's wisdom, far away. You know, people look at themselves, you know, self. I know people that are physically strong, they're healthy. You know, they, they've got, they're determined and they've got willpower and they're going to will their way through things and they're going to be strong through things. But that can fade. I mean, we live in it. Look at the world we live in now. You know, like I remember back in the day, remember when bird flu was a big thing? Hey, bird flu? Hey, bird flu? Man, um, what was the other one? There was all sorts. Swine flu? There was, all the animals were out to get us. Hey, farmageddon. But, but, you know, it, it, it. it's amazing, though. So we live in a world where our health can be affected like that. I know people who are getting having massive impacts on their health out of the blue. And, and look, I'm not trying to scare anyone. Uh, hey, but are you a little bit scared? No, I'm not trying to scare anyone because the Bible says, man, we're not to be troubled by all these things. Hey, we're in the world, we're not of this world. We know that God's got us. We know that God knows what happens next. You know, so, you know, it, it's funny what people put their trust in. You know, they put their trust in. Um, Job eight fourteen says, "What man trusts in is fragile. It's like a spiderweb. And spiderweb is just easy to, easy to break through. But yuck, if they, you know, <laughs> hey, that's a bit yuck. But but spiderweb's not going to hold anything, other than a spider, which is like ass. So what what the scripture's trying to say is that don't trust in fragile things that will not hold up when you're tested." hey another thing, another thing that people like is intellect. My intelligence will will get you through this. I'll work out everything in my mind, and I'll be so clever I'll come up with a plan that sorts everything. You know we rely on our i q and our cleverness you know and and man wants a rational explanation for everything you know comes up with all these theories you know theories. The funny thing about theories is it's taught as if they're true, but theories are things that aren't actually factually proven 100% yet. So they come up with all these theories. Isaiah 5.21 talks about man being clever. And it says in that scripture, uh, let me pull it up. That's where, yeah. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. You know, like one thing that I've learned about being a Christian is you've got to be humble. You know, and, and, you, and you can't be prideful, and you've got to realize that it doesn't matter how strong you are, how much money you've got, how intelligent you are. God's after a heart. That's what God's after. See, none of these things are bad. None of those things, man, it's not bad to have a good job. It's not bad to have money. It's not bad to look after yourself. It's not bad to be clever and intellectual. But they're all subject to change. You know, and there's times going to be times in our lives and challenges where it doesn't matter how rich you are, how strong you are, how clever you are. It is only going to be Jesus that's going to get us through this. Only going to be Jesus, and I see that more and more every day. I see Jesus becoming stronger every day. I see the world failing because because the lies are starting to fall apart. Everyone's starting to see, no, it's not how it is. You know, and that's the thing—you can't trust the world, and that that creates doubt and uncertainty, and God says we're not to be double-minded. We're not to be pulled and, and worried. We're to be discerning. We're to trust in God, know his word, know what we're looking for. Let his spirit sense. You ever been in a room with someone, and you're like, there's something not quite right with this guy? <laughs> I've been in so many rooms with people like that. Hey, and you can't put your finger on it, but you're not, and it's spiritual. There's a spiritual thing that's, that's battling you. I yeah. See, people have a tendency tendency to rely on self, you know, our own strength, our own ability. We've become too dependent on natural self, you know, until we come up to something that we can't do in our own strength, you know. Like, it's no use me saying, Lord, you know, I pray, Lord God, that when I leave this church, Lord, and I get to that door, that I'll be able to push that door open and I'll be able to walk through. You know, I can do that in my own strength. Hey, I can open a door, you know. But, but when there's things that I can't do in my own strength, that's when you start to see God's possibilities clearer. When you're at the end of yourself, you're at the start of God. All right. you know. we <laughs> Because we can become too dependent on natural self. And the Bible says the natural man thinks these things of the spirit are foolish because he can't work it out. He can't explain it. He can't rationalize it. He can't validate it that he, he knows what's going on. We become too dependent. You know, there's a a guy, and and, you know, we've got to acknowledge God. You know, there was a guy driving around, and he's in this big, massive car park, and it was full. full, and he couldn't find a car park, and he's driving around, and he's like, Lord, God, praying, please. Lord, I pray that you find me a car park. I pray you find me this car park. And he's going up and down the things, and as he's praying, all of a sudden, he sees a, a free car park, and he goes, oh, don't worry, God, I've found one. Hey, you know what I mean? Oh, I found one, God. You were too slow. hey. All because why? Because you don't want to acknowledge that God is the one in control, you know, and that we just have to humble ourselves. You know, when we yeah, when we become at the end of ourselves and we can't do things in our own strength, that's when we become reliant on God and that's when we see God move. That's when you really see God move. Man. You know, I remember when my son was young. He's 24 now. He would have been about five at the time. And I got given this, this portrait of of the All Blacks, an All Blacks picture, and it was this big, Tarmukul one. I don't know if you remember it. It was um, it's it's pretty hard. Oh, there, 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 it is there. So so I got I got given that portrait there, and it was framed in glass and everything. It was an All Blacks special edition. It was all the rage. I know it looks a bit scary, eh? And so, what happened though was I had it up on the wall, and um, at about Five, when my son was five, he started having these things called night terrors. So he would wake up in the middle of the night screaming, and you'd go in there, and his eyes would be wide open. He'd look straight through you. He wasn't conscious, but he'd be screaming, and it took ages to calm him down. Now, it started off, and I was like, oh, what's happening there? He's having a nightmare. And then it started to get more frequent, and then it started to get more intense, and then it started to become a, a problem. And then it started to bother me, you know. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Man, what am I going to do?" You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do really. So, I, I, but I had an idea, you know. And so I went to someone in the church um, that I trusted, uh, that was mature in God, and that I knew would come around and do a bit of ghost busting if I needed. So he come around. He come around, and we're just talking. This is really interesting. All he did was talk to me talked to me. And then just during the conversation, we're in the lounge. This is hanging up in the lounge. All he did was, he looked and he goes, oh, where'd you get that from? I said, oh, I was doing it as a present. And he goes, oh, what's the meaning behind that? Well, I don't know. And that was it. He just then carried on. And at the end, he prayed for me, then he left. And I remember sitting there after he prayed, and after he even just mentioned that picture, he didn't say anything about it. He didn't say, oh, there's something on it. He just said, he mentioned it, asked the question about the picture. And when he left, I sat there and I kept looking at that picture. Hey, it might have been my mind, you know, but I just kept looking and going, oh, I don't know, it looked like he was staring at me after that. And then um, I said to Bev, I said, oh, look, we started chatting with my wife, and I said, look, man, I I don't know, but, you know, maybe there's something to that picture. Anyway, the next day I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the picture, looking at the picture, and then I realized, wait a minute, so I went up to the wall, and on the wall in the lounge, I realized right on the other side of that wall was my son's bedroom, and this was actually on the other side, but, but over his bed. Now, let's be honest, in my own intellect, that sounds a bit odd. Hey, but hey, you know what I mean? And I was sitting there and I said to Bev, I think there's something with that picture, you know? And I said, um, and I said to her, shall we store it? Shall I put away and I'll store it? Someone she goes, nah, nah, nah. And I went, should we give it to someone we don't like? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah. <laughs> Bless you, bro. I've got this picture for you. <laughs> um, and we're like, no, no. So I said to her, maybe we should yeah, maybe we should destroy it. So I went to work, and I came back, and Bev had destroyed, my wife had destroyed it. And it was all smashed up, and it was in the wheelie bin. And so I saw it, and I was like, oh, because I did love it. It had a lot of um, sentimental stuff there and that. And it was all smashed up. But do you know the thing about it? I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less if I smashed it up and it didn't work. I was prepared to do anything for my son. You know and so we smashed up and I looked at it and I went right now I have to trust God it's all smashed up and I was like well I have to I, I have to trust God Beb trusted God Beb trusted God that she smashed this up and I wouldn't do my nut you know so <laughs> so I'm gotta trust God and that night that night it stopped and it never returned that 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 night that night it stopped and nothing and it never returned now here's the thing about it it wasn't, don't get me wrong, I don't think anything is possessed. You know what I mean? Like, we, we look at these things and we think everything has to be heads spinning around and that. It's very, really, it's, it's, sometimes it's just a spiritual motivation that's attached to something. Sometimes God's just revealing you to, to do something outside the box, outside of your intellect, outside of yourself, and make a, just make a way for him to work. Just make a way for him to work, you know, and that was a thing for me, because let's, let's, be, let's be honest, I didn't trust myself then, because I love that picture. Myself wouldn't have smashed it up. You know, it wasn't about my wealth because it cost me money. You know what I mean? Um, what else did I write down around that? Um, oh, yeah, it wasn't about my intellect because it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense that you smash something physically up and then something stops spiritually. doesn't make sense. But trust in God. If God's trying to reveal something to you, you know, and look, here's the, here's the deal. There was going to be no harm done there. You know what I mean? Like if God, if I felt like, oh, I have to go and smash that picture up over someone's head or something, you know what I mean? Hey, it's a bit different. But but, but smashing that picture, it, it, even at the worst, there was going to be no harm. At worst, I lost the picture. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to say we don't go out wacky and be too crazy. But listen to God, what's, what God's saying to you, because when you're at the end of your song, you start to see the possibilities of God, because you're not limiting him with what you know you can do. Yeah. And I felt I felt really helpless, man. I felt so helpless at that time. I couldn't I couldn't punch my way out of it. I couldn't talk my way out of it. I couldn't buy my way out of it. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. And you've seen your son going through this and it's helpless. And then you turn to Jesus and He works for you. You turn to God and He turns up for you. That's what you hold on to when things are going wrong. That God was God then and He is who He is and He does what He says He does. You know. Two Corinthians twelve ten. It says that when we are weak, He is strong. <laughs> hey, when we are weak, meaning when we stop relying on ourselves and our own ability, and we actually make room for God, man. You know, and uh, mate, I'm I'm not preaching this at you. I'm preaching this with you. I have to do this too, man. You know, like sometimes I I, I you know, sometimes when you're you, you, you especially if we, we we're pretty competent people, there's things we can do. You know quite strong people, resilient, robust, that, 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 that. you can do those things, but there's certain things that only God can do. See, the less control that I have of a situation, the less ability I have to solve it, the less reliant I am on myself, and I actually do what I should have always done and turn to God, and look for His way, because His way is always higher than ours ways, and it may be different from our way. Amen? All right. Man, you guys are doing well. Okay, intelligence. Yeah, yeah, you know, you think about it, the world always has to rationalize and explain things. Uh, it needs proof, it needs evidence, it needs theories, it needs, well, when it suits it, you know what I mean? Um, but they look, for, the world is looking for anything to believe in, in, in its own intelligence, rather than God. Rather than acknowledging God, they were rather kind so Moses parts the Red Sea, amen? Moses parts the Red Sea, miracle, absolute miracle. I read an article last week, and it said that the Red Sea, the parting of the Red Sea may be true now because man has a way of explaining how it could have happened. Okay? It was a meteorological phenomenon. And this is interesting. The eastern winds produced tidal surges, which then created Rossby waves. Man. So now all of a sudden man believes that it could happen because he has a way of taking credit Rather than acknowledging that God did a miracle and a wonder, you know, and man is always looking to try and work out Bible events, you know, they've done the ark, they've done everything, man. Let it go. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get to know God more in your mind, you know. And man is always trying to. When man tries to validate self, he undermines what God's doing. He undermines him, you know. There's a, and here's the funniest part. This is, but there's a there's a quote from a guy Dudley Chelton, okay, and he's really high up in the meteorological phenomenon world. Okay, and have we got that quote? This is his quote, okay, that he put around it. Did I put that in there or no? Hang on, let me. Okay, I'll just say it. Okay, so his quote is he says, No one has ever seen a Rossby Wave, but we know they exist. (laughs) No one has, oh man, no one has ever seen a Rossby Wave, but. And yet if I said to him, you haven't seen God, but he exists, he'd deny it. I just thought that was hilarious. The world the world puts on a far higher standard on Christianity and God's word than it does on, on itself. Hey, you know, the evolution, a theory of evolution has been taught all through schools as a theory. You know, there's still a missing link. There's still a piece. There's still a bit of faith. There's still a bit of, you know, you've got to believe something. It's not that much different, you know? So yeah, I found that hilarious. You know, Moses, who led the Israelites out of slavery, man, the chosen people of God, performed miracles, man. Like when he when he broke them out, they, they were fully reliant on God because they had nothing. And he fed God, fed them from the manna from heaven, and he, and, he, and he gave them water from the rock. God proved himself, showed himself. All these miracles in front of people, when they still doubted him, they still moaned to Moses, eh? They still moaned. They'd seen all these amazing miracles and all these signs and wonders, and they still moaned. They saw it with their own eyes. This is the thing. It's, and they still doubted, and they still moaned. And here's the thing about it. It's not about signs. It's not about miracles, man. It's about trust. It's about having a revelation that Jesus is who He says He is. And it's about having faith. But God is who He says He is, and He does what He says He'll do. That's who He is. See, I know because I've encountered God. I haven't just learned about it. I haven't just heard about it. I have just been taught, man. I've experienced the Almighty God. Man, when he, when he when he did that for me, for my son, I experienced him. When he lifted me out of the pit, man, I experienced him. When he gave me purpose and passion, I experienced him. When he gave me a wife and a family, when he gave me a job, when I had no, I had no job, that's God. Oh, that's experiencing. Oh, you know, I, I hear my sons now talking about God. Oh, ooh. Nothing like young men talking about the Lord, man. Ooh, testosterone. I call it Christosterone. Christian testosterone, baby. But see, here's the thing, though. The miracles and the signs and the wonders, that are cool. But, but the, the thing is that at the end of the day, whether God does or whether God doesn't, he's God. You know, we don't have the control of how things go, and that's all part of our relationship with him and the trust with him. And we do need to trust them, you know that scripture that says, "Trust me more than you trust yourself because sometimes we can't trust our own senses. let's be honest, sometimes we can't trust ourselves, we make wrong decisions, you know we things things happen we you know, and here's the thing you can't even trust what you hear these days. the media spin everything, the news, flip a coin on what channel you listen to the go- government and politicians and look I'm not saying any individual party or colour. I'm saying all of them. I'm saying all of them. And the reason why is because the system is set up to fail. You know? And so you hear all this, and, and you go like this. Well, I don't know. Is that true? It could be true. I don't know. And all of a sudden, what's happening? You're creating doubt. You're wavering. And sometimes we're worrying about things we don't need to worry about. Um, you can't trust what you see. You know, CGI. Computer generated imagery these days is absolutely amazing. Deep fake video where they can have someone talk, they can have a video of me talking, saying things against God, and, and it will look like it's me. You know, you can't even trust your senses these days. I saw this Bigfoot video the other day. Remember the old Bigfoot grainy old image, eh? And you couldn't even make it out. Man, I just saw a video of Bigfoot. It looked like it was in 4K in a Marvel movie. It was like, you can't trust. You can't trust your senses sometimes. Sometimes you've got to look outside of yourself. You know, because there is a lot of uncertainty. But the biggest thing that we need to know is that God always gives us a spirit of wisdom and discernment. We can tell. You can always sort of tell. You know, if something doesn't sound too right or if it sounds wrong. But you know, just in finishing, you know, I want to talk around, you know, what people believe, in. you know, I see they believe in and put their trust in and things like that. You know, people believe things. I think Christianity is a hard one. Um, and I'll get to that why. But, you know, if you look at Nostradamus, for example, someone talks about Nostradamus predicting the future. Everyone in the world can believe it. Everyone's all good with it. Hey, you know, they're like, yeah, Nostradamus, yeah, he he did this, he did that. Psychics, you know, going get tarot cards and mediums read. You know, and, and look, just a quick thing on that it's just the familiar spirit. Okay? You know what I mean? Like, even if it's right, even if it's saying things that is right, it's not from it's actually a familiar spirit. Okay, um, and, and, and there's even an octopus that predicted the world cup results, and people were believing in him. People were believing in him, and like Jesus has done way more than an octopus. And yet, here we are with biblical prophecy unfolding right in front of our face biblical prophecy unfolding as we speak. Cashless society, you see that happening. I go to Countdown now, if I've got cash, I have to wait in a line because they only put one or two machines with cash. Why is that? To make it inconvenient, make it hard. Why is that? Because they're moving that out. That's in the Bible. Euphrates River drying up. That's in the Bible. That's coming true. Wars. We've seen prophecy unfold in front of our eyes, but the thing about it is it's not about science. It's not about wonders. It's about trusting and knowing God. That's the key to it. That's the key to it. Because even with all these signs and all these things going on in the world, what does God say? God says, don't be troubled and don't be deceived. The only way that we can't be troubled is trusting in God. The only way we can't be deceived is knowing God's word and what he's doing. See, God knows what happens next. That's the buzz. God knows what happens. The world doesn't know. The world doesn't even know what happened yesterday. You know, but God knows what's happening next. It's exciting, and we do. We live in exciting times, man. We're living in some exciting times, and I'll tell you why. Because the the veil of the world's falling, man. Hey, it's starting to all it's starting to fall apart. And men, people are starting to go, "Hang on, man. Hang on. I, I need to find something I can anchor to." And they're looking for God. When you look for God, you find Him. He's not hiding. Hey, He's not hiding. He's not hiding. So trust in God, man. See that you're not troubled. To see you're not deceived. I want to finish with this. Christianity is the one belief, man that I just think is, is is the one true belief. And this is not trying to knock any other religions. But you think about it. Christianity is the only thing at the moment getting muzzled, silenced, that the world's scared of, you know, that they're trying to take out of schools and parliament, that they're trying to label as hate speech. It's only the Bible. Muhammad's not getting a hassle. Allah's not getting a hassle. Hey, is he? Buddha, he's sweet. But the moment you mention Jesus, people get, hey, why? Because he's the one true God. He's one true God, man. You know, we live in a woke world where you can't put anyone down, but it's all good to attack Christians and slag us off and, hey, you know what I mean? And this is why I think that God is the one true God. Can't even, you can't do anything about it, man. You know, and, and look, this might be controversial, but not in this church. When you get to heaven, you will see Jesus. You won't see Muhammad. You won't see Allah. You won't see Buddha you don't see anyone else, you will see Jesus. And he's the one true. And this is the thing about it. We need to make a stand for God. And that's not picking fights. That's, not, that's being able to say, nah, God is who he is. He is who he says he is. And he does what he says he does. And we believe in him. Amen? Amen. Father God. Oh, actually, sorry. One scripture I want to finish was Jeremiah 17, um, 7 to 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Get this bit. It does not fear when heat comes. When the heat comes on, we ain't scared. When the heat comes on, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Man, that's what we get from trusting in God. Lord, I give you thanks and praise a lot. We trust in you, Father. We trust you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are reaching out through your love and your grace and your mercy to a lost and dying world, Father God, Lord, that you might draw them by your Spirit, that they may know you, that they may have hope, Lord God, encouragement, Father God, Lord, a future, Father, in you. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that your word is piercing through hearts, Lord God. It's lifting blindness from eyes. It's taking away all strongholds of minds, Father God, Lord, and it's bringing a freedom and a release that only comes with trust, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord God, that we trust you. We know that you are on the move, Lord God, and your plans will not falter and they will not fail, Father God. So today we commit our love to you and our trust, Lord, and we give you all the honor, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.